you cool cats and kittens. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, no, oh, Carol. No. Um, <laughs> okay, why? That is also very old at time of filming, so don't think that we're that far behind. Anyway, this is Best Friends Club <laughs> podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And do you think Carol called her husband? Um, I do. Did you watch it? And I did. Okay. Did you? Yeah. We're talking about Tiger King in case nobody yeah, got if, that in reference. Case you I'm sure most rock. of you did, but just yeah. in case. Um, also, I saw a really interesting thing where I can't remember his name, but the guy who like went to Vegas and always wore like a do-rag. Ugh, Jeff Lowe. Um, that guy. I saw like a side-by-side comparison of Carol's husband, Younger, and him older as Jeff Lowe. And like, that's a new conspiracy <gasps> oh that maybe gosh. that's him and he escaped. And, and that's why he doesn't have any to, money. Like, he's just revenge. a con man. Will you send that to me, that side-by-side? Yes, I'd love to see I will it. find it. Renee loves a good conspiracy theory. I love a good conspiracy theory. It's much fun. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I think it's super plausible she killed her husband. I also think it's super plausible that he took a small amount of cash that she didn't know about, which was probably still, you know, a lot of cash. Um mm-hmm and escaped down to costa rica yeah and is like living on a beach shack selling one dollar cervezas down there mm-hmm. you know also costa rica is crazy cheap so yeah. i'm pretty sure you could have like 10 grand and be situated for a really long time especially remember, if you like invest it in some way or make some money like build a business off of it yeah i remember um when we went to i want to say it was when we were in Honduras. Um, mm-hmm. So Renee and I went with some other friends, um, Kim and Elizabeth. We did a cruise after our senior year of college because we went to school so close to Miami. It was like pretty easy to just like cruises themselves. You can get really affordable, especially if you mm-hmm. stay four to a room on an internal bottom floor <laughs> cabin where the beds pull down. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And the and the shower and entire bathroom is like the size of a small closet. Um, we would go shower in the gym, so most more than one of us could be showering at the same time before. Did dinner. we do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, funny, smart. Um, yeah, because yeah, we were like, who cares about the room? We're there for the fun. <laughs> um, exactly. But we Honduras was one of the stops, and we just I'm pretty sure we just like went and chilled on the beach. And I remember there was like a little like beach shack. It was like what you would expect, like palm fronds and you know bamboo and they were selling one dollar beers and i was like what (laughs) it's so cheap when matt and i went to costa rica we like we were in this little town and obviously we're eating out we're on vacation and most places were like really affordable like really really affordable but one night we were like okay we're gonna go to like a nice dinner it was around our anniversary and so we went to this place it was like this really nice sushi restaurant and matt's not huge into sushi but he really likes seared tuna like ahi tuna Hmm. so the special that night was a locally fresh caught tuna steak and it came with two sides and whatever and so they're explaining it and matt's like oh yeah i'll definitely have that so he orders it and then we joked like, oh, they didn't, they never told you the price, you know? So oh, right. we'll see. Yeah. The special is always like, one. yeah. yeah. And then the food comes out, Ash, I'm not kidding you. The tuna steak was like the size of my face. It was giant. <laughs> it was giant. And I have a big head, you guys. Um, <laughs> not abnormal. It was huge. <laughs> I do have a really big head, but it was very big. Like it was more that we could have easily eaten it together and not yeah. gotten other food and been full and had leftovers and it had all this rice and all these veggies and it came with a salad and i was like okay so you just ordered an 85 dollar dinner unknowingly how much do you think it was 15 us dollars 13 13 oh, my gosh 13 13 dollars it was and it was delicious and it was fresh and it was local it was insane i think the entire dinner we got out for like 25 dollars. and i'm like i'm at a sushi restaurant i'm like i need two rolls and i want a seaweed salad and i probably want some edamame and maybe something else like i need a lot of things and then i was a lot of leftovers this episode sponsored by a costa rican sushi (laughs) restaurant (laughs) i don't even remember what it was called but it was so i couldn't believe how cheap it was for a nice restaurant 
So um, I think Carol's husband is living large in Costa Rica. Yeah. I mean, with Pac and Biggie, probably. Mm-hmm. I recently mm-hmm. asked somebody if we were talking about conspiracy theories, and I'm like, do you think that Tupac is on an island or is he actually dead? <laughs> it was 50-50. What do you think? I, uh, I don't necessarily think he's on an island, but I'm not totally convinced he's dead. Yeah, it would be. It's he comes nicer. out with a lot of new music for a dead guy. That's true. It's nicer to think that they're living on an island somewhere. It's kind of like yeah, the, maybe that's your pets go to the, the pets farm at a upstate. farm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. We just want it um, to be true. Yeah, he just seemed to have all this new relevant music that kept coming out. It just seems a little. I don't know. Suspicious. Um, Thanks know, for tuning into our conspiracy theory podcast. Renee will start that. Don't don't <laughs> test her. Um, I feel like Bali's quite cheap too. Probably not Costa Rica cheap, mm, but I don't know. It might be cheap, but might cheap. Be cheap. Sponsored by Bali. Okay, we're not allowed to travel. Sponsored anywhere. by exotic places we wish we, we could go right now. We can't travel. We stuck to. at home. <laughs> yeah, so it's we're in the middle of coronavirus. Well, we say in the middle. We have no idea when this will end. So uh, we are coming yeah. at you live from isolation. But as we've said before, we do this all the time anyway. So we're yeah, this still, is normal. Yeah, we we are still doing our own setup from our own continents as usual. It would make me super happy if when you guys are listening to this episode. That we're out of isolation, but I don't know. We'll see. It'd be great. We it? will see. That would be great. So if we are, just ignore everything we just said. Um, <laughs> that would be and look awesome. back on the good times. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is season three, episode twenty-three, the mm-hmm. one with Ross's thing. What we're nearly thing done with season about? three. Honestly, okay. Should we dive right in? Yeah. Open scene. A single light opens on stage. No, just kidding. Um, Ross Person, bar- place, another thing here. Ross barges in to the guy's apartment in his very bright sweater um, and starts so bright, asking the guys to check out. Um, he felt something on his the top of his butt area, essentially, and he can't see it himself. Uh, has Ross ever heard of like a mirror system? Like stand in front of a mirror and then hold a mirror in front of your face? Right. I'm not sure. Like, rather than asking your guy friends to look at your butt and your weird body problems? Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably ask you. That's different, though. (laughs) Why? Because we're girls. Would Matt ask his guy friends to check out his butt? Like, Well, not now that he's married to me, but... Yeah, and you wouldn't ask me now that you're married to Matt, but I mean, like... I mean, I'd probably still ask you. If Matt was single, he'd probably just... (laughs) Keep it on yeah. his body for his whole life. <laughs> yeah, probably. He'll just sever it off himself and hope for the best. Make a tourniquet <laughs> for his body. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he's... Anyway, uh, Chandler and Joey are interested when they see it. And I like when he's like, is it a pimple? And Ch- Chandler goes, it's fancier than a pimple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it cute. is. It's a kundus. It's a Kundus. So, um, yeah, so Chandler's like, look, go to my guy. He lobbed my third nipple right off, which did we did did we know that? Because we knew Chandler had a third nipple as recently yeah. as um, maybe he the did it with after. The girl with the wooden leg. Yeah. The, what was her name? Ch- mm, Ginger. Ginger. It was something cutesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Ginger. So that was only a couple episodes ago, but he must have got it yeah. taken off because he realized it was not popular the with the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I do love the part where Ross goes in and the doctor starts calling in all the other doctors and they're all like, and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, never before have I seen something like this. And they're all like, um, they're all like hunched around Ross's weird kundus. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but what, it gets named as such because Phoebe sends him to her herbalist. <laughs> which i feel like 10 years ago i would not have gone to a woo-woo doctor like that but i totally would now really <laughs> yeah i mean just to see what they said and this was 20 years ago so this was yeah. like really cutting edge yeah um yeah i mean i i kind of feel like i don't know i guess yeah you would kind of want to go to like a doctor that could remove it because yeah 
they they probably aren't licensed to practice surgery at herbal doctors. Well, it's just like a laceration. Like Oh sure. Just they like, can just like you snip know. it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's like freezing off a wart, which I think they can do at CVS, so <laughs> which know. like I can do for you if you get ten minutes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> give me some ice. <laughs> um, you can freeze off warts at home, can't you? Yeah, they do have those little kids. Mm, interesting. Um, mm. Oh, funny enough. Speaking of Tiger King references. Oh, I so, thought you meant speaking of warts. I was like, oh gosh, like, where are we let's going not here? Go down that track. No, no. Speaking of Tiger King references, um, Phoebe uh, Ross goes to Phoebe's herbalist, which is a white guy who calls himself Guru Saj. And I was like, speaking of white guys that call themselves gurus, Doc Bagrov or whatever. Oh, in, yeah. Which they're like, it means Lord in Hindi. And I was like, I don't know if you saw, I think it was somewhere else in Tiger King where they like reference him. Doc, his name's Kevin. And I was like, let's call this guy Kevin because yeah. that's his real name. With his like harem of women. His sex cult, yeah. And Let's also call nasty, it like <laughs> his nasty, like facial hair and self. Honest, honestly, every Woof. single one of those people, like, could have their own. Oh my gosh! You know what we haven't played in so long? Um, what? Mary Barry F. Oh, okay. No, okay, Tiger no. King. <laughs> Why did I know? Why did I not realize? That's okay. Where you're going okay. With okay. Um, oh god, my guru, skin's already crawling. Guru Kevin Doc whatever. Blech. Joe Exotic. Oh my god. Or uh, that Jeff guy, yeah, with the with oh the. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Renee, I would. <laughs> I would. I would end it. I would end it all. I would just That's end not an my option. life. I know. It's you, not. It's not an option. It's never an option. Just like, would you rather? You can't like have the silver lining. It is only, you only get the sucky part. This is, every time I try to think about it, it just gets worse. <laughs> well, the berry part is easy. Okay. Any one of them fit in this category. Who do you think would have the least STDs? I, I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. Because at first, because I'm like, Joe, I'm like, right. He was like, you know, no. he was like married to like meth addicted men. Multiple That's probably a bad situation. But yeah. then I'm like, but then Jeff, like they've got an open marriage and who knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. And then mm-hmm. Doc has a sex cult. So like, yeah, I guess we just have to tick yes in std boxes for all yeah. three of them i guess it's more like which std do you want <laughs> yay hmm this is this is rough this is really hard yeah okay um do you know uh i mean none of it's great <laughs> It's kind of like the situation we find ourselves in right now with coronavirus. Like, no response is perfect. There's no, like, no. good option. There's no good answer here, but you so have to just do something. going, like, with, like, what's the least worst. Okay. Well, I have to think, like, who could I stand to be around yeah. for an extended period of time? And, and even that is – because it's not right. just that person. It's the circumstances. So you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, Joe sounds horrible, so probably yeah. not. But then you're like, but Jeff is, like – he just seems like an awful person yeah. and would like wants an open marriage and like you have to go to Vegas with baby tiger cubs and and but then Doc it's like he basically works his wives to death mm-hmm. and you have to wear like skimpy Lara Croft Tomb Raider leopard outfits which is a dream of mine which situation would you so which one <laughs> which could you actually stand to be around because I'm coming um, up with I was blanks being by the way um, you what I was that's being sarcastic. Not? I just wanted. Oh, that's to know. not a dream. Oh, so I should cancel the Lara Croft Tomb Raider leopard <laughs> yes. birthday party surprise. I've said. Yes, up for you. please cancel it. Okay, be right back. Okay. Um. Oh gosh, I'm gonna say. Oh, I know. Mm, I know. Every time. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna do it. Okay. I am going to marry Doc 
what's his name? Kevin. Because at least you'll have a bunch of lady friends to hang out with. That's true. That are there, the only... not, not in and out of your lives because they're strippers in Vegas. Right. Okay. Um. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> okay. This is going to be like the longest episode ever. It's just going to be us like hemming and hawing. I'm going, ah, um, no. I'm going to do Why? it with... Oh gosh, I can't even say it. It's horrible. All of it, either one. I like, keep going back and forth, but I can't bring myself to open my mouth and say a word. Um, I think I'm gonna do it with Joe Exotic because he's like not so scary. Wow. And I'm gonna bury him, um, Jeff Lowe. Well, there you have it, Joe. If yeah. you're out so what there, are you gonna- Renee wants to do. <laughs> no, I'm all set. <laughs> happily married i just feel like he'd at least be like a nice person you know like in the moment like at least he's like a has like a kind soul in him somewhere um did you watch the the latest episode that was released the follow-up with Mm -mm. joel McHale? no it's not great but i mean um before you spoil that for me what's your answer oh okay um (laughs) so yeah Again, all terrible because I'm like, okay, which one has the least STDs? Don't know. Question mark. Yeah. Um, which one could be like a sustainable long-term living situation? None. So mm-hmm. given all, which one would you be the the most financially stable? None. Uh, which mm-hmm. one? Because they all, none of them seem like, like the women aren't making any money in any of these scenarios. No. No. Um, which one would be like potentially a kind person with some love none um so yeah so just zeros across the board i think i'm with you i think i would probably marry doc um mm-hmm. even though in one of those episodes like he gets mad at somebody and you can kind of like start to see a flare of like the scary anger he has mm-hmm. um it's oh it's when like somebody like like something's not cleaned properly and his shirt gets dirty Mm-hmm. And he like the way that he speaks to them. Ben and I looked at each other and we were like, "Oh!" And he's like, "Yeah, you can tell that like this dude's scary, off camera." Um, so that would be like probably an abusive situation. But hey, they probably all are. So, guess mm-hmm. I'd marry him. Um, I would. I think I would do it with Jeff. Okay. Just to be done with it, and um, and I would bury Joe. And here's viable why. Answer. Um, would you say? That's a viable answer. Yeah. So watching that seventh episode or whatever it is that came out, that like extra tack on one, um, it's Joel McHale, which you guys, he's he was from Talk Soup or he's the main guy in Community. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the only two things I know him from. He... Um, he was supposed to go around and like interview everybody like a where are they now type thing but coronavirus and so he like calls people and he still does like a where are they now and does some interviews but it's like he's dialing you know they're basically on like a zoom call from their respective homes um and jeff actually comes off better than he does Mm. in the series um he they're kind of just like you know look we end up like people people ask Jeff to come bail them out when they're flat broke and then as soon as mm-hmm. he like helps them out they turn their back on him totally um, and so he was kind of he was just like yeah he cause we kind of said it that way and he wasn't like coming he didn't come off like a good guy but he didn't come off as like evil I guess as he does in the main episodes and then every single person said that they would never work for Joe again, that he was horrible, mm. that he was actually such a terrible person. And like, I mean, some of them like had kind of, I think had reason to, to try to save face for themselves or maybe because like they don't want to be associated. Um, mm-hmm. But probably, yeah. Yeah. They were all just like, no, he's a bad person. Like he's crazy. And he's, cause you know, he kind of came off as like misguided on the mm-hmm. show, but yeah, oh they gosh. were all like, he's terrible. Well, now I'm getting ads for Tiger King on my computer, so. <gasps> Are you being serious? To... I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. I have the IMDb for this episode open, and 
I just clicked out of my notes onto the IMDb page and it's like it's like do you want to watch Tiger King that I was like oh baby kitties and then I was like oh that's Tiger King oh no oh my god stop listening to us I have to change my mind I have to renege okay I'm gonna copy your answers yeah, I, just I mean, saw look, a picture of Joe Exotic again, and I just, I don't know. <laughs> you thought, I can't be anywhere near that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Jeff's not a cute, but anyway. No, none of it's good. None of it's, it's good. None All of right, it's we, good. We've made our bed, now we have to lie in it. Yeah, so now uh. that's out there permanently and recorded from, you know, for Facebook and series purposes. Um, mm-hmm. Great. So anyway, um, Ross is seeing another white guru named Guru Saj, and mm-hmm. he's over the top and annoying and whatever, it's fine. And um, he tries to heal Ross's kundis with love <laughs> and Say energy. You love the kundis. I think it's Reiki healing is what he's doing, from mm, what I understand mm-hmm. of Reiki, which is nothing. Um, and <laughs> he's a scientist. He, he catches it in his watch and rips it off, and yeah. there's that. Woof. Yeah, that's it. Woof. And, well, and I guess there's at the very end. They bring in the duck because he has a bad cough. And he's like, do you think you could get him to eat a bat? And I was like, don't say that. No, that's what got us into this mess. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. I'm surprised you don't, you you know, there's been some like conspiracy theories that coronavirus was started by um, like bioterrorism. Yes, I've heard those. Yeah. I, once again, I'm not saying that that's not possible. Definitely could be possible, but I don't know. Um, I guess maybe I'm hoping that's not true. I read an article that said um, a few hundred meters away, so a few hundred yards um, away from that market where it all started, there is a, um, like, a Chinese CDC clinic mm. um, or center, and... Um, this coronavirus, it's something that like they were able to dig. I was reading an article about this. They were able to like look back at historic like records and journal entries and stuff. And it was considered like a level two classification. So you didn't have to wear PPE to handle it or not like intense PPE to handle it. And so um, they think that it's quite possible that either somebody got it while they were trying to study um, bats and such like oh. there's an entry where somebody said like oh yeah I was like collecting specimen or like studying bats or whatever and like basically like the bat poop was like falling on me like rain drops mm-hmm. um, and they weren't properly covered up because it was just a level two um, or like when somebody was studying it they didn't have to handle it really specifically um, mm-hmm. because of level two and then so that's a possibility or that when they disposed of it it wasn't disposed of properly and it basically like they tried to throw it away in the garbage you know not actually but like when they threw it away in the garbage it wasn't disposed of like a level four biohazard and so it went viral that way i think that's more probable yeah well that's that's the theory i'm i'm most leaning towards but as you say okay who knows who knows i like it so Um, don't don't uh you know just be careful when you're handling Viruses, I guess. Viruses of any kind, of any level. Of any kind. Just maybe wear some gloves and a mask. Yeah. Save us all from this. Anything else to say about um, Ross and his kundas? Mm-mm. Just that, I mean, do you think it's just like a skin tag? It's probably a skin tag, which I don't 100%, yeah. I think, know what that is. But from what I can imagine, that's probably all it is. It's just like a little yeah. tiny flap of skin, right? Just a little kundas. Just a little kundis. If you have a skin um, tag, can you go and just get it snipped? Yeah, it's like having a mole. Oh, okay. It's just like a piece of skin. It's not gonna not gonna hurt you to get rid of it. What, right. Well, I was like, well, doctors do it, but they'll they'll remove skin. I, tags I think a dermatologist would. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's just it's only like cosmetic, right? Yeah. It's just surface. It's not like a, they don't have to dig deep or anything. They just got to get the surface off. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it with Ross and the Kundas. We've also got Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Playing the field. So (laughs) playing the field. I'm, I'm sowing my wild oats. I'm playing. I'm like a juggling, uh, an oat sowing field playing juggler. Juggler. (laughs) 
Um, so she, okay, so Phoebe comes to the coffee shop with her fireman date named Vince, mm-hmm. who is very hot. Very hot. Uh, he reminds me of that guy, Dustin, from high school that I had a hard time speaking in front of. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he look yes. kind of like that? I do see that. If Dustin were a New York City fireman? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's he's real cute. And then, but then Phoebe also has, um, is dating this guy named Jason, who's a kindergarten teacher. And I feel like Jason is cute, but in a 90s way where he's wearing baggy linen pants and has yeah, a soul like patch. A vest. Yeah. yeah. Choices that were, you know, of the age back then. Um, right. But linen pants and a soul patch can easily be changed. So they can. They can. So if you're out there dating your own Jason. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So he, she sees him as, like, sensitive and sweet. But she sees Vince as basically just, like, a muscly meathead. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference of the two? Um, if we're going looks, I'm going fireman. Yeah. If we're going personality, I'd probably go teacher. Okay. But so you're in the same predicament. As Phoebe, yeah. Um, but I definitely think like if it comes down to it, I'm going to end up whatever, you know, whichever one you like connect with more. I know that's not what you're asking, but. Which one um, do you think Phoebe should have gone for? I don't think either one. Really? Because neither one is Paul Rudd. Oh, you're not her soulmate. But she doesn't know that Um, her mic is out there. I know she doesn't. Um, but I don't feel like either of these guys seem like a guy she would date. Really? I, I mean, I guess if I had to pick one, I would go kindergarten teacher. Okay, why? Um, Because working with kids is like cute and fun and whimsical. And being a firefighter is a pretty serious job. Mm. And I feel like Phoebe, not that she can't be serious, but like I don't think she likes to dwell on the hard things in life. Yeah, and so. she she did date that li- the guy that does music at the local library with kids. Mm-hmm. They, he kind of reminds me of of him. So yeah, I was gonna say that I feels like a more should, of a fit. I think she should date Vince the firefighter um, because, because he's so hot. He is very hot, but also, <laughs> and obviously, I'm with you. Like you don't just date for looks, but um, he seems like a real protector. Mm. And like he's mm-hmm. he's quite although the other person that was kind of protectory was that awful psychiatrist that she dated. Oh my gosh. To, and Dr. he was just like possessive. Yeah. Yeah, he sucked. Yeah. Um he sucked. But he but she seems like she clicks with Vince as well. Like when he was like, I felt like I could really start opening up to you and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And she could give him nice massages after his long day of hauling fire hoses up and down burning buildings. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when she's trying to make her decision yeah. and she goes to the fire station, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's so, so for everyone listening, she's like dithering between the two all episode and like not sure. And at first she's having fun. And then she's like, this has gone from playing in the field to working. Yeah, well, I, love like the, I'm- I love the part where they're getting ice cream, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's like, we have to go. Yeah, and I can't he's like, we need to call says. the fire department. She's like, if I wanted to see a firefighter, I'd date one. I would date one. <laughs> And, yeah. yeah, and so then she's like, it's turning to work. It's like I'm working in the field. <laughs> oh, I've always thought that. Like, the idea of juggling two people, it, like, could not appeal to me less. I think, like, if you were just having casual dates with people and it was just, like, you know, just kind of just seeing how things were going and, like, it was, like, first dates or, like, infrequent dates or something. Yeah. I could see that. And if you were in a place in your life where you were like, I'm not really looking for anything serious. I just want to kind of be like, you know, going out and having social, like just social, you know, just social dates with people. Mm -hmm. I guess I could kind of see that. Um, Totally. But she's taking each of them on like they're a relationship. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I couldn't see like starting a relationship. I do feel like that. Is that something that like – women find a harder thing to do than men like do men find it easier to juggle maybe because they it's easier for them to disconnect 
like to be like compartmentalized and be like in the moment at the time yeah yeah I do wonder um because it seems like it's something that's more you more commonly hear guys doing Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's just because I talk to more women than men maybe about this yeah I mean I'm not saying what she's doing is necessarily wrong but like oh my gosh it'd be so much work it just doesn't seem like fun because they're both into her and like wanting to invest then yeah like I I, because I guess like you kind of get into that situation thinking like well we'll see where this goes like it may or may not work um but yeah now that it's like both of them are invested and like wanting to be serious about it and they do even they're like dating yeah and you're right like she's not doing anything wrong but I I'm with you I find that to be tiresome in my own mind I, I don't have the emotional capacity to handle more than one person at a time well when she goes to the fire station um, to see Vince. To break up with Vince. And, right, to break up with him. She talks to that other firefighter. Yeah. Do you recognize him? Yep. He is an, he's an extra, again, I just can't remember. In, he is is in he a waiter? The, no, he is. Oh, I think he is a waiter in another episode or something like that. But he is the, um, the episode where Ursula is using Phoebe's name to make porn. And um, it's like a vampire porn. Oh, he is the vampire. He's the vampire. That's right. I remember reading before that there's a few because um, uh, her brother Frank Jr. is he, he was an extra. Yeah. Before, and I remember them saying there was a few extras that they reused that did get um, uh, Estelle is another one. Although this guy doesn't actually like he. I guess he has the speaking part, which is Yo Vince. But um, yeah, yeah, he was one of the extras that was reused. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he is also in the one where Rachel has a baby and... As a nurse. Um, right? Maybe. I don't I know. I think he's a male and nurse. And the one with the one with all the Thanksgivings, he's the paramedic. Ah, with, so, when Phoebe's like, more gauze. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. He, so he really... They uh, cast him. He is for, like, basically uncredited <laughs> Sir, what else were you doing during this time? Maybe he was, like, friends Nothing. with the casting director. Nothing else. And she was like, Chris... We need someone. He's been, according to his IMDb, he's been in a made-for-TV movie, and he played a waiter in a pilot episode of a show in 2005, and that's it. Aw. So maybe he just did it for extra cash or something. Yeah, or like, yeah, was friends with a casting director or just was like, eh, if I'm free. Yeah, why not? But anyway, my banking job. When, you know, (laughs) when Morgan Stanley Mm -hmm. isn't, when he's got free time. Um, we'll say that. I'm sure he has a wife and kids, like probably. It. We'll we'll pretend. Um Yeah, so so she ends up going there and sees that guy because she's like going back and forth and and she's like everybody everybody kind of paints Vince as the meathead and they're like, You only mm-hmm. like him because he's hot, like he's not, you know, deep, you don't have a connection, whatever. And so, um, so she does end up going like, Okay, you're right, I should probably be with Jason because he's more sensitive, is her the word that she uses, but I think it's more like she can see him connecting on more of a personal level. Personally, I don't like um, dating sensitive guys. Mm. I've found that that does not work for me. Well, I guess I don't think as sensitive as like cries and everything. I think of it as like intuitive to your emotions and has a softer side. Yeah, I still don't think. Um, <laughs> so, like, but don't you get mad when Ben isn't sensitive to you? <laughs> um, but Ben has like a good capacity to, like, if I tell him I'm upset about something, he takes that on board and he learns and adapts, right? So, like, mm-hmm. he will understand it, or like, you know, we can have the conversation. He'll get what I'm where I'm coming from, even if he's like, well, that's not what I meant, or if he's like, oh, you know, I. I don't see it that way, but he will take it on board and he'll adapt. And so it's like he has he's like willing to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I feel like more so because I can kind of like get frustrated or get short, you know, or like short tempered or whatever. And he just never takes it. He just he just never takes it personally. And I actually mm-hmm. really, really appreciate that in the relationship. Like I can be a little bit ridiculous and it never starts a fight because he just he it just rolls off his back 
So the ball's in your court. Whereas in the <laughs> ball, there's no ball. Balls, there's no ball. <laughs> um, whereas in the past I've dated, like I'm thinking of one person in specific who's. I, I would say that those people were emotionally unstable, not just sensitive. Oh, I wouldn't say emotionally unstable. Maybe just more emotional. Yeah. I guess to me, I was equating that with sensitivity and that person was sensitive and I like had to be they, Yeah, they, I I think you're thinking of sensitive, and, right, in the negative, like walking on eggshells kind of sensitive. I'm thinking sensitive as like tender and intuitive. Empathetic or something. Empathetic. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, Which I think, yeah, sensitive One of those is one of those words that can be positive or negative. Right. That's a good um, point. That's so I was definitely point. I was definitely hearing it in the positive. Like And I think Phoebe he's was in saying touch with it. nature and art. Yeah. Yeah. Phoebe was saying it in a positive, but I was thinking like, oh boy, I've been there before. Don't like it. Totally. Cause I know who you're talking about. And yeah. and yes, that person was sensitive, but I also don't think that you're right, emotionally unstable isn't the right way to they say were, it but, but they like, were more emotional like very emotional expressive and maybe. didn't understand like didn't have the tools to explore their own emotions and so it always came out in a like and i would also way. say that they were sensitive but they were not empathetic so the two like right yeah right so i i'm happy like like love empathetic people but you know he was mm-hmm. sensitive and emotional but not empathetic so anyway um, do you want to talk about any of your ex-boyfriends right now or just mm. your marriage to Joe Exotic? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Exotic on. is a very empathetic husband. <laughs> like, twice if you're being forced to say this. Mm, he's no. sensitive. There's another one that's sen- sen- sensitive, not empathetic. Um, right. He's sensitive in the wrong way, for sure. All the wrong ways. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've dated an overly sensitive guy or an overly beefcakey guy. Because I'm not, I'm not into the, like, super beefcakey thing. You dated someone that got real emotional. They were really emotional about you. <laughs> did I date them or did they just get emotional about me? Well, you've had a lot. No, you've dated oh. one. Who? Can you give me, like, a hint? Sanibel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put that out of your mind, did you? I think that was also just, I don't know. Emotions were high. <laughs> Renee's also emotional, so. Uh, no, it's okay. It's it's fine. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know. That was just, that was a hard one. I was also just, you know, I was only, I was, I was not there for you the were, good, stable times. Right, and you were unsupportive of that relationship. <laughs> Rightly so. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, I've also had some guys who I did not date get emotional about me, but I think that's definitely you have. We've talked Um, about a few. Um, (laughs) but yeah. So so Phoebe's like, okay, right. I have more of a connection with Jason, the kindergarten teacher. So she goes to break up with Vince, meets Mm -hmm. extra number four. Um, yo Vince, (laughs) and he. Um, slides down the fireman's pole, which is cool. And she's like, you know, it's look, sorry, this isn't going anywhere. So I think we should break up. And he's like, I feel like I was just opening up to you. I'm going to go write in my journal. Um, and so she chases after him and finds out that like he does paintings and has a journal and like actually does have like a more sensitive side and, and is in touch with his softer side. He's not just like yeah. a muscle boy. So she's like, okay, well, I better break up with Jason because now Vince is actually, you know, there's more physical chemistry there and there can be more emotional connection. So she goes to break up with Jason um, to his apartment and he's building a bench, I think. (laughs) Sawhorse? Yeah, shirtless. And he's got a great body. And now she's like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, so now he's also sweet and sensitive. And also there's like the physical chemistry when he's not wearing baggy linens. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she doesn't, so, so yeah, so, um, we'll get to it in a minute, but Monica, uh, thinks, um, she might be getting engaged. We'll get there. But so she's like, mm-hmm. Hey Monica, if you get married, can I bring two people? <laughs> <laughs> Just a super cute way of 
her telling like that was my that was my way of telling you guys I didn't break up with either of them because she just found it too hard to and I guess like in some ways you could just kind of let it go and see which one fizzles out but yeah um I actually think once they both like reveal their whole selves I think I would go with Jason because Vince seems a little emotional. Yeah, Vince seems a little emotional and he is too serious. Like he is a bit controlling. Yes. Um, yeah. But he's, but he's like, I'm going to go write in my journal. But he's like crying about it. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. Too, too Sorry. far. Too far. Um, you know. Yeah. So she's playing at the coffee shop singing <laughs> crazy underwear creeping up my butt. Creeping up my butt. <laughs> that's a really good one. It's pretty good. And um, Vince is in the crowd, and then Jason comes in, and she's like, oh, no. And so, you know, she's kind of like, just keep playing, keep playing. And I love how at the end, she's like, okay, thank you. And as always, nobody come talk to me after the show. (laughs) It's like a classic Phoebe moment. Like, only she would think to add that onto the end of her set. And and to be like, and "And as always. Proceed as if it was normal. (laughs) I don't know what else she should have done, though, in that situation. You never run on a barge. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I would have just been like, I mean, tried the, tr- I mean, I don't know. I feel like it maybe be risky to introduce them. I think that you're right, um, though. Like, let them come up to you, but like kind of keep them at arm's distance. Yeah. Don't, be like, oh, I'm working right now. Like, don't let them swoop in for a kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because Jason walks up right away and is like, it's so cool to see you up there and swoops in for a kiss. And then that's when Vince runs over and is like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? And she's like, get him, Vince. And um, <laughs> get him, and, get him. And they're like, OK, what's going on? So she's like, look, sorry, I've been dating you both. And they both respond really well. They're like, well, you know, we didn't say it was exclusive. So, like, yeah. I guess you were allowed to, um, which is true and good. Good responses. Mm-hmm. Um but then Vince takes it – no, no, no. Jason takes it too far and is like, well, it's fine. We haven't even slept together yet, which is like, didn't mm-hmm. need to volunteer that information, Jace. Um, and then that, of course, Vince takes the opportunity and is like, oh, you haven't? <laughs> and Play it cool, Vince. Yeah. He's, so he, he gets the one up there. And so, so Jason gets upset about that, um, that she's been sleeping with someone else, which he's fair enough that he – gets upset about that and right. um, leaves and then and then she's like oh but I did a candlelight dinner for you and so then Vince is like you did a candlelight dinner I can't believe I'd ever date someone that would have an open flame around a forest or something I mean okay Smokey the Bear I know taking his job so seriously oh, so then he dumps geez. her which reaffirms my second my choice in Jason yeah I think it does um, um. yeah so it's kind of reminds me okay. of um, his voice. Kind of reminds me of what's his name from Emperor's New Groove. I was thinking Kronk. that exact same thing. Kronk, 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 Kronk. Oh, I love that movie. How long has that been there? Oh no, sorry. How that's, long has that been that's there? Not that's yeah. David Spade. Oh, but it's from Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, yeah. I was totally yeah. thinking the same thing. Funny. If you haven't watched Funny. Emperor's New Groove yet, it is one of our Highly top recommend. five faves. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I haven't it, watched yes, it in so long. It is a cartoon, but it's the the It's probably the only cartoon I've watched and enjoyed as an adult dozens of times. Yeah. Yeah, agree. I think it was like back before it was like before Shrek and like before cartoons were made for adults to also enjoy them that had to mm-hmm. go in the audience. Um so yeah, go watch Emperor's New Groove. It's so good. Um it's okay. Funny. Then the the crux of the episode. Um mm-hmm. Monica is dating Pete as you'll remember. And she's supposed to be, like, um, taking care of his apartment while he's gone. And he leaves her a voice message to say, I need to talk to you about something. So she's like, Pete's breaking up with me. This is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she calls him and she's like, is it good news or bad news? Oh, sorry. So she's over at their apartment and all, everybody comes. She's over at his apartment and everyone comes with her. And um, she's like, guys, you're not supposed to be here. Don't touch anything. And then Pete calls? And she answers um, it? She says, I'm supposed to call Pete or something like that. Oh, okay. And it starts ringing. Right. And so she's Because like, it's a video phone. But then she goes, how do you answer <laughs> from the a video phone? 
And so he oh must, yeah oh that's what it is he, he must, must call have been her. calling like I'll call you at two be at the house or that's whatever. right so um so how do you answer a video phone and it just and answers, it answers. That's right. yeah so so he's like oh no it's good news it's definitely good news so that's exciting um and at the same time Joey's like ooh a millionaire's checkbook and was looking through his ledger and he's like fifty thousand dollars to Hugo's ring design and then he's like oh sorry ring so what do you, I, I was thinking that too but then I was like. I mean, is that how much celebrities and rich people pay? Probably. For, I don't know. That's fifty. I mean, if you have like a, if you have like three or four carat diamond, that's like insanely good quality from some fancy jeweler like Harry Winston or something like that. You know, you're paying for the name too. Yeah. Or if you get it custom made or whatever. Dang. I mean, you could probably spend fifty thousand dollars on a you ring. You get it from somewhere like Hugo's Ring Design. So you get it from Hugo's ring design, which sounds like somewhere in Soho. Like, yeah, it sounds like from like Tijuana. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, I mean, I think you can spend 10 grand on like a very normal oh. ring that nobody like thinks looks. I mean, it's probably like pretty, but it's probably not ring. super special. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think all of them are that expensive. But I mean, I think that that we could almost say that's like a base price for like. Dang. A decent size ring. I mean, I don't have a wedding ring, but I was hoping like couple foul max. Well, you can do that, uh, but you're not going to have a giant stone, which I don't think you're looking for. But with Pete, you know, he's a millionaire. So right. I would imagine Mar- Monica's getting a five carat perfect clarity diamond, you know, well, with Mon- all the bells and whistles. Rachel thinks that too, because she's freaking out. <laughs> and um, the theme could, could be... be Look how much money we've got. <laughs> What's funny is that money like, salad. It'd be dry, but people would love it. People would love it. Um, I guess like I don't. Know, I, Rachel's kind of going back to her roots here, right? Where she wanted to like marry a rich doctor, and yeah. even though she did the right thing and walked out on the wealthy marriage with no love in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the difference. Like, there's no love in this. Um, Monica loves Pete, or you know, really likes him at least. Um, but it's been very quick. So everyone agrees it's really quick for her to, you know, for them to be engaged and getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Rachel seems to be really supportive. Nobody else really says one way or another. Monica hems and haws. But then at the end, she says, I've been thinking about it. And she's like, you know, I know I said that I'd say no. But I imagined myself saying yes. And I was really happy. Yeah. That's cute. I know. And the, I think that's what it is. Like, people are like, how did you know? I'm like, you just, I don't know. Just, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Mm. So, but maybe it doesn't make enough sense. It's just very quick. And like. It's about to lose his damn mind. Yep. It's a good idea to mm. know people. They say you should know someone in all four seasons, you know? Um, no. Because he's about to enter the season of. So they, um. They have the date and they open up on it and she's wearing that gorgeous gown. So pretty. Really pretty. And he's like... And suits her. It suits her. Hmm. Um, I was going to say you have the same coloring, but you're much more tan than Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, I've conquered the business world. I've conquered the, what, tech world? Um, mm-hmm. And now I want to conquer the, the physical business world. Yeah, business world, tech world, and now I want to conquer the physical world. And she's like, okay. And he admits that he wants and to. And I have the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I'm with the most beautiful woman in the world. And now, uh, so he admits that he wants to become the ultimate fighting champion. Right. What do you think about that? Hmm. That's going to be a no from me. Um. Uh, I mean, it just seems so unnecessary, but I don't, I kind of, it kind of makes sense to me because I feel like when you have that much money, nothing is out of reach for you. Um, but you can't just, this isn't something you can buy or even like earn like business wise, you know, you can't like invest, you can't like acquire, you can't like just learn, you have to like actually physically work. I mean, not to say like he didn't build his business from the ground up. He sh- probably did. But 
there are some things that you can do like that and then there's others that you you can't um and I think that this might be one of those things so he's I think what he said kind of makes sense like I've conquered all these other categories in life and this is the last one for me um but it is a crazy one because those people just get obliterated and all those other guys have been training since they were probably like 13 as boxers yeah you know so i was thinking and here you are like 30 trying to mid 30s or whatever or 30 like walking into it yeah yeah i was i i the thought that i had was i was like honestly rich men think that they can do whatever the hell they want (laughs) Mm -hmm. and my opinion is like stick to what you know and what you're good at it kind of reminds me of how like all of those rich names right now are like we want to colonize the moon and it's like guys do we have to like aren't there other things you can do um but yeah so so i think you're totally right it's like this is the other like and i think there is something to it probably too where like a lot of guys who are good businessmen probably still feel insecure because they weren't the athletic ones or they got picked on or bullied or whatever um Mm -hmm. and yeah you can't like i mean he can invest in like the best trainers the best ring design the best like all that stuff but He's got to actually prove that he's got the physical metal, you know, right. metal to do it. And um, I think we'll talk a little bit more about UFC itself next week. Um, <laughs> so we can uh, put a pin in that one for now. Um, but yeah, so so he the Hugo's ring design was for a UFC boxing ring. And um, he's delusional. As you said, he lost his yeah. damn mind. He did. It does not look good. <laughs> no. Um, and I feel like that would be such a disappointment. Like, if you saw a check for a ring designer and then you found out it's because your boyfriend was going to be the ultimate fighting champion, like... <laughs> or your, like, 32-year-old oh. boyfriend who is, like, not in, like, you know, he's fine, but he's not, like, a boxing shape. Right. And he just dropped 50K on, yeah, a boxing ring and now wants to get really into that. Yeah. I'd I have mean, a hard time being supportive. Like, yeah, I would too. And I really don't, obviously, get in my head stuff, but I don't blame her for, like, having to bow out, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it just seems... Let's, let's talk more It seems irrational. It does. It does. It seems... And I think that's what she's trying to, you know, she probably thinks, like, let's let him have a go and then he'll realize it's not going to happen. But totally. let's get into all that next week. Yeah. Um, my tummy's growling. I need to go eat lunch. Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah. Any, so, so that's, I mean, that's the one Ross's thing. Anything else about Ross's thing? Phoebe has love. I guess next week. Ross has a Kundis come and go. We can talk about, um, when Matt did UFC. (laughs) Tell that tomorrow. (laughs) Next week. Just kidding. Matt never did UFC. I was going to say. Lord. I think he's too Not one for hand-to-hand combat. Oh my gosh, yes. Wouldn't want to ruin that beautiful face. That beautiful face of his. Well, guys, <laughs> um, thank you for joining us from wherever you are in the world. Mm-hmm. Hopefully inside, if that's still what's required by law. That's still a thing. Um, we will get back at you next week with uh, Season 3, Episode 24, the one with the ultimate fighting champion, question mark, or is he? Question mark. Or is he? Tune in and find out. Stay tuned. We'll find out. We'll see you then. All right. See ya. Bye.